everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Remix Podcast. Woo-hoo. Sorry, these have been a little bit delayed, but uh, we've been busy trying to get videos recorded before I go to Japan. Among some other reasons. Among other reasons, which we've talked about. Um, so, you want to lead us off? What? We should talk about our channel being suspended for no reason. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sure people want to hear the drama. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, as many of you probably know, our channel was suspended... Uh, we think it was due to a bunch of, like... Trolls. Tram. Troll. Tram. Trams. Well, no, because I was mixing up troll and spam. (laughs) Tram. We think that somebody, due to several different instances happening at the same time, we think that There are no consequences on YouTube. Yes. There are no consequences on YouTube, except for people who didn't do anything wrong. Or no coincidences, is what I meant. Yeah, no coincidences. There's no coincidences on YouTube, as we know from watching crime TV docudramas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um, There's no so, such thing as coincidence on YouTube. So our podcast, Pixel Squirt, which now out of spite I will be bringing back. <laughs> we didn't actually break any rules with our podcast, Pixel Squirt, because we didn't show anything and we didn't link to anything, and it was... a. It, despite it's it being humorous, people talking. St- and despite it being humorous, it was an academic review of sexuality mm-hmm. and such things. So somebody like spam reported it and reported it so much that we didn't even we got one strike on the channel for community guidelines, and then immediately our whole channel was suspended. And for some reason, I was like, well, then I promptly laid down and cried for half an hour, and then emailed every single person I knew in the entire world. Saying, what the fuck's going on? Um, I talked to some people. Because this was happening while I was at work. Yeah. (laughs) So I talked to, like, every YouTuber I knew. And they were like, talk to this guy, um, Trusted Flagger, thank you. And Laura helped us get, like, just... uh, Laura Kate Dale. Throwing a shitstorm, because usually if you just go, like, what the heck? And everyone goes, wait, what the heck? YouTube goes, like, great, now we have to do something. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to actually do our job. So we did that, and we got our channel back the next day, but what we think happened is somebody who's a big baby butt who uh, decided they were going to spam flag one of our videos that could be, like, if somebody, like, if a bot just looked at it, it would be yeah taken well. down, but if you actually, like, looked at it with human eyeballs for three seconds, you'd be like, oh, this didn't break any rules. Oh, this is too, this is people having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the, as soon as it was seen by human eyes, they, like, uh, Trusted Flagger go, went like, oh, this is clearly a mistake. Don't worry. Like, I'm escalating this, and it will be taken care of very quickly. And I was like, thank you very much. So thank you, Trusted Flagger, for being so helpful, and I appreciate it very much. But I was like, for a while, I was like, did was this warranted? But then, like, Stacy was like, I keep thinking about Fortnite topless with my 13-year-old sister. Strip Fortnite. <laughs> Strip Fortnite with my 13-year-old sister. Well, because I kept thinking of, like, of course, all the examples of videos that, like, are arguably, like... And then, like, there's videos of dudes just penis pumps, straight-up penises. But because it's a review, it's okay. But well, they have penises in the thumbnail. Not just, like, kind of penises blurred out, just big old dongers. Yeah. If you wanted to see penises on YouTube, that's where you go. Yeah. Penis pump review. And, like, we're not directing you to porn. That's on YouTube. So this is legal. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically that happened. We'd like to pre- if, thank everybody for your support and for people who gave us some PayPal donations for the lost revenue. And Patreon support. And Patreon support. Like, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, y- y- you really have no idea, like, how much that stuff just makes, the, like, our lives so much easier <laughs> to not be. Because, t- I mean, in, in previous years, it's like if the channel goes down for, like, a couple days, you're like, oh, my God, I'm like, losing I, money I right have no now. money. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, knowing that we have support on Patreon, it just... You know, obviously we were still freaking out and everything, but, like, knowing that it's, like, you know, there's just, there's, it's, like, it means that, like, people support you regardless of what platform you're on, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So that's just a huge relief, and, you know, we obviously want to thank you guys for making so much noise and getting it to come to YouTube's attention and everything. 
Yes, we always get the bad end of the stick on YouTube. I just don't understand. Logan Paul robs a corpse on in video, and YouTube did literally nothing. He did a voluntary like break from YouTube. Well, they took away some of his YouTube red contracts, which is like millions of dollars lost. But they didn't like take his channel away. Yeah, and they didn't take away his contracts until after he uh, tasered a dead animal. Mm -hmm. They were like, "That's strike one, robbing a corpse." Mm -hmm. Strike two, we'll see. Ah, uh, you killed an animal on see, screen? See, the thing is, is that, like, with a lot of, like, the bigger... I think what people, you know, get so frustrated about, like, you know, us included, obviously, is just that, like, you see bigger channels, like, fuck up over and over and over again for stuff that, like, if it's a smaller channel... Like, not even just us, but, like, small channels. Like, can you imagine if our channel had only, like, 5,000 subs be and over. trying to get yeah. the attention of YouTube? Like, because one of the things that we were really lucky about is that, you know, we got, you know, introduced to, like, Trusted Flagger and, like, had a bunch of other people who could kind of, like, advocate on our behalf. But somebody who is, like, just starting out or has a small channel or, like... You know, that's like... It's not fair because basically it's a popularity contest and we're lucky enough to have friends. And yes. Like, like, that's a privilege that we have and we recognize that. Yeah, and I just want to recognize that, like, for people who are smaller than us, it's so much harder to, you know, get... To fight that thing. Yeah. Because, like, who, who are they going to talk to? Yeah. Like, the I'm pretty sure the only reason we got our channel back is because we have friends. Yeah. And also, thank you, friends. Really appreciate it. And yeah. because, every, like, everybody was, like, retweeting us and, like, saying, like, this isn't okay, like, adding YouTube until YouTube was, like, a response form. Because the first email we got back was, like, oh, no, no, like, the automated email we got back was, we're going to keep the suspension. <laughs> but uh. this other email we got at the same time was, oh, it was an error. And then I logged in and it says, okay, your account has a community guidelines strike. And then I logged in and it didn't have one. So I think that if we didn't, like, actually force a human being to look at our channel, we wouldn't have gotten it back. Yeah. I think because if it would have been automated, somebody would just would have clicked, yeah, keep it. Because they're getting paid, what, $7 an hour or some shit. And they don't care. So, honestly, like, if we hadn't... If we had just, like, gone, like, oh, we'll just submit, a, like, a form and not say anything. Well, we not even not say anything. It's, like, if you just don't have enough people to, like, help you out. You yeah, know? have enough You people. can still make a lot of noise on your own, and it's not enough to get the attention of YouTube. Yeah. You know? We had to get people to, to rally for us. Like, I know that Laura had some people send emails for us because she felt so bad because she was a co-host. Which, like, that's totally not her fault. Yeah, it's not your fault at all, Laura. Like, we, we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, but we still really appreciate it. Laura Kate Dale, thank you so much. Follow her on Twitter. She's an uh, editor at Kotaku. Love you. Um, but, like, without her, I don't, and, like, other people who helped us, like, I really don't think we would have gotten it back, like, just because of pure nepotism. And that's just the truth. I mean, we might not have gotten it back nearly nearly as quickly. No, like, because that suspension, you can only appeal it one time. Yeah. So if we went through YouTube's, like, but guidelines I mean, on how to get your channel back, we wouldn't have gotten but it But I back. think somebody, somebody, if they're going to, like, uphold a channel suspension, a human has to review it. A human, I don't... At some point. Yeah. They because upheld when, it. When, when I talked to people that work at YouTube, their response was basically that, like, it might take, like, up to seven days, mm -hmm. which we ended up getting it back in, like, a day. But the thing is, like, the automated email we got back was, we're going to uphold the suspension. Mm -hmm. That just scares the shit out of me. I just want to, like, like, put it out there, like, YouTube is unfair, and we're lucky enough to get part of the good unfair stick. And yeah. And just, like, we recognize... Yeah. That we're still really lucky, and we appreciate everybody who helped us. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, get, getting the channel suspended, like, obviously that's awful, but, like, I just fully want to recognize that for some people, like, they don't have the resources that we do to fight stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, 
you know, even though we're not, like, you know, a million sub channel or anything, like, we still, you know, have people that can help us out and, like, have enough viewers that will make some noise and get us in front of YouTube people so that they pay attention. So we want to really thank you all for your help. I would also like to draw attention to the fact that a lot of, um, I guess, I wouldn't even want to say trolls, but, like, jerks, know how to abuse the system in certain ways because I know that LGR got his channel messed with because he was like, oh, I'm just bored. LGR with is? Oh, Lazy Game Reviews. And he got his channel like messed with because he just like offhandedly said, oh, I'm just kind of tired of white protagonists because he's been playing games since he was eight. He's been playing games for like 23 years. Like, yeah. It was just, like, something he said, and so a bunch of people, like, flagged a bunch of his videos, and it's like, if you watch his videos, it's just him walking around at Goodwill or, like, reviewing old computers, and they, like, totally, like, messed with his channel, and he had to get it fixed, and, yeah. and just, and on Twitter, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, racist people, but if somebody, like, calls them out, they tell their followers to flag the account that, like, calls them out and get them banned, because they know how to game the system. Yeah. His videos are really relaxing, by the way. He basically has, like, some camera glasses and just goes into Goodwill, and he's like, oh, look at this here. We got uh, this, like, MS-DOS thing from, like, 1995, and we got this, like, Spanish language video for, like, Microsoft Windows. That's cool. And he always, like, knows exactly what he's talking about. He's like, oh, guys, look at this. It's an old phosphorescent screen from 1984. What a find. It's a little too much for my things, and you're like, ah, yes, a phosphorescent or, like, screen. Or, like, where he was, do you, I just remember the one where he was like, he was like, oh, and then there's this like laser display. They were selling it for 750 but when you look at the stuff that was coming with it, I can kind of justify the price tag. There were over like 5,000 laser discs with it. They've got porn, they've got movies, they've got this and that. I mean, this is really the most complete laser disc set I've ever seen anywhere in my life. And like, you've never seen anything like it before, but you're like, yeah, that that is a good deal. You're right. <laughs> No. <laughs> you start like thinking like, oh, like maybe I should go to like Goodwill. I know. I was like, wait a second, maybe I should like go to Goodwill see what's out there because I'm like looking at it like these are some good deal. <laughs> good, come... good deals on like junk that you'd never need. I know. You'd be like, seriously, guess what? I got a phosphorescent LCD or a phosphorescent computer screen. You'd be like, great. Now what? Now what do we do with it? <laughs> Well, it's like he picked up what well, he picked up what like a gaming system, and he was like, "Yeah, it doesn't have any of the cords or controllers or software, but I mean, it's four bucks, so you gotta buy it." <laughs> well, he has the excuse that he has a channel that he like reviews these things, and he's a collector. Yes. What's our excuse? I don't know. I don't want it. We don't have an excuse. There is no excuse. <laughs> anyway, I love lazy game reviews. Just so relaxing. Just nice. It's just like, do you want to just go to a place where you can just hear someone talk about, like, old vintage stuff and just kind of, like, relax and not do you have to worry about what the person's going to say? <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's just, like, going to Goodwill. Here's my lucky rock. Yeah. He talks very quietly. Mm-hmm. It's nice. So, you want to lead us off with our first story? First story today is... A man, veteran, receives penis and scrotum transplant and surgery, doctor says, is a medical first. So this man, he... Uh, we heard about this on uh, Twitter, I think. A lot of people were because, talking about Because it. they said, because remember they said, like, first successful male genitalia. And, <laughs> and everyone was like, you mean, like, first transplant success? No, no, just first successful just male Just first successful. Like, ever done. <laughs> because when they, uh, when this story was originally... Um, tweeted, like, their social media manager must have, like, clipped Ex the end of the tweet. They accidentally a word. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, well, it does make sense, the first successful male genitalia. That's it. Um, but I wonder if this is also hopeful for people who are trans. Like, can you get a penis transplant, or... Um, I wonder if that would work. I obviously, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I mean, I know that they can construct, like, a penis... But, it, I, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more things that go into that surgery. Of my friends who are female to male, they say that they prefer not to get the penis construction because it's not as good as the vagina construction. So they usually just go with, like, strap-ons and stuff. Yeah, I've but, heard the same thing. 
Um, so I'm wondering, like, maybe this would be a better alternative, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I would, yeah, I don't know. Like, wh- I know that you're, clit- no, you know what, never mind. I won't go into the details because I don't want to say anything that's incorrect. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but this is nice either, because. You know what, either, regardless of, like, where this ends up going, it's still good news because, you know. Good for this guy because I feel that a lot of men have a very special relationship with their genitals. And so he was talking about how he was in a veteran's survival group, like, of people who lost parts of their body. Mm -hmm. And he was there, and they, like, wouldn't really know what happened to him. But Mm. they would go, yeah, the first thing I did when I had my leg blown off was check and see if my penis and balls were there. And... Like, I would be so relieved. And, like, oh. he, they didn't know that he that was the thing he lost. Yeah, And yeah. so he would feel really bad, so he couldn't even go to, like, veteran support groups because, like, basically they were like, I lost my legs, but at least I didn't lose my penis. And he was, like, really, really sad about it. Well, and I can also imagine that, like, as with many, uh, like, physical or, like, mental disabilities that are not immediately visible, mm-hmm. it can sometimes be hard for people to, like... To, I don't know to just empathize if they can't immediately see like like what your disability is mm-hmm. and that's like that's obviously like a really bad like thing like people mm-hmm. should be able to just be like oh you say you're disabled I believe you like that they don't you know it shouldn't have to be that like you, you be you're careful <laughs> oh well it's scientific so it's okay um but yeah so like. I know that it can sometimes be hard for people whose disabilities are not as immediately obvious to, like, either get people to take them seriously or, like, to, you know, because then they have to, like, if if they want people to know that they have to, like, tell them about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that can, I would imagine that for someone who's lost their genitals, that would be really hard. Like, yeah, because it's, you, like, a private thing, but also a lot of people feel as if their genitals are important. Yeah, not saying that they're not important, but just, you know, different people have different values to different parts of their body. I so. can I can validate that if you felt like something was a really important part of your body, it would be really upsetting to lose it. I mean, it's the same thing with sometimes when people get breast cancer and they have to have their breasts removed. Mm-hmm. For some people, that's, like, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, like, my breasts are removed. And for other people, that's really upsetting because it feels like they're losing a part of themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just want to validate that, like... You know, for some people, it's not as big of a deal, and for but and for other people, it's really upsetting, and both reactions are okay. Oh, doctors said they have no plans to use the procedure for sex reassignment surgeries at the moment. I wonder if that's just because... They hadn't thought of it yet, or... Well, no, I mean, maybe it's just because it's, like, they're, it's quote-unquote, like, medical necessity first, you know? Mm. Because if, uh, depending on, like, how... Not to say that we think that. We're saying that the doctors... Well, think yeah, that. Th- I'm saying that's, the, like, the, the, the doctor's, doctor's opinion, opinion, not ours. ...of what medical necessity is. Also, like, a lot of things depend on, like, whether insurance companies will cover it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, that, you know, that can often be a tricky thing for trans people and just, like, people in general who are trying to get medical care. I know like, Laura, she had to do a crowdfunder because she waited... Think like years, right? She waited years, and then she came, and they said, "Oh, like we messed something up. You have to wait another few years." By the way, she's talked about this publicly, so we're not we're like, not like doxing her or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She and so then she did a crowdfunder. I gave her some money. A bunch of people gave her money, mm-hmm. and she was able to get her surgery done. Like with a, she had already waited for years, and they messed something up, and she had to wait another like two years or something. And she was like, you know what? Like my quality of life is going to be improved if I can just get this done. And and you she's know. way happier now. And she had like a few things done, uh, that you can look it up or have her tell you. I don't want to speak for her yeah. on what was done, but. Yeah, but she was very open about the process, which I thought was very yeah, brave she, of her. Yeah, when she was in recovery, do you remember she was, like, all, like, looped up on drugs, and she was, like, answering people's questions, and so they were like, 
oh, like, what like what happened with this, this, and that? And how does this feel? And she was like, woo, like this, this, and this. I thought that was pretty cool of her because I know that, like, a lot of people keep that really private, even though, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to know. Yeah, we're not saying that everybody has to open themselves up for questions. But no. <laughs> I, but I thought that was pretty cool that she was able to do that because I, I'm sure, like, there's a lot of people out there who are like pre-op trans? You just are just they, they want to know what the emotion. They know the physical part, but they want to know the well, emotional feeling. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like those can also be just tough questions. If like, you know, if a cis person has someone in their life that they want to like understand better, but mm-hmm. they don't want mm-hmm. to like be super fucking rude, mm-hmm. it can be really cool to like you know, ask those questions and be like, oh, like, I understand this more now because it's obviously something they're never going to go through on the, by themselves. When my friend was getting his boobs removed, because, okay, so he lives in Canada, so he got his boobs removed for free, mm-hmm. and they had a really nice recovery center after, and then he kept telling me that he was afraid his nipples were going to fall off, and I was like, your nipples are not going to fall off. You're not a smoker. You're fine. And if mm-hmm. they do, we'll just tattoo on new ones. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. But... Looked great. Yeah. Great looking no boobs. What do we got next? Uh, oh. <laughs> okay, so I didn't really get to finish this completely, but, okay. <laughs> Racist Twitch trolls defeated by Talking Banana. Mm-hmm. So this guy, he programmed it so that, like, he could go off and do whatever he wanted, and that the banana would say whatever this Twitch was saying, but he pre-programmed it to n- filter out all bad words, like, slurs and everything. He made he thought of that beforehand. Wait, so the banana I'm confused. What's so the So the Twitch types in what's going on. Like people Twitch types in what they want the banana to say and then oh. the banana says it. Okay. And he pre-programmed it to filter all slurs and stuff. Yeah. And but because of a uh so it was one Twitch channel that's known for like trolling mm-hmm. oh G- the ggx game greek god x mm-hmm. more trolly communities he pointed out the channel to to his viewers and then left when they started being racist he's like uh, never mind bye um and so then he so they made it spell out the n-word mm-hmm. and the next day the guy found out his banana had been banned from twitch so he was upset and I didn't get to the part, but it you didn't get say. to the good part where it actually defeats them. Well, I didn't get there. Okay, so uh, why would they like? What? So, bas- so basically, he added code to block all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even with a good filter, I have to listen to the banana just in case. I don't want to risk getting another channel strike because after three, I will be removed from Twitch. And the next step will be to share his powerful filter with other Twitch broadcasters. Oh, that's great. So he basically wrote an algorithm to help other Twitch broadcasters who have automated... um... He wrote, yeah, he wrote code to detect different, to flag different terms. Because you know how people, like, spell it in a weird way so that they can get past the filters? Mm -hmm. Guess what? Your time is up. The the banana overlord has defeated you, trolls. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Okay, so. Criminal complaints and industry investigations target title. So basically what happened here is that title, so the way uh, title subscriptions work is that, like, it's kind of the same as YouTube Red is that, so let's say you pay $20 a month and... The um, artist gets paid based on plays. Based on, like, the percentage, overall percentage of the total plays of the thing. So Mm -hmm. let's say... Beyonce's Lemonade makes up 50% of the overall plays of Tidal. So she gets 50% of all of the subscription revenue. That's probably true. She definitely gets 50%. So what <laughs> happened was that, that this, uh, this news place hired like an individual... Like an, basically they found out that they were boosting views or slash listens. Plays. Plays yeah. on Beyonce's and Life of Pablo's... Uh, Songs so that they were getting paid more than other artists who were getting real plays. Mm. And uh, so Tidal is saying that they this is all fake lies and stuff, but the people who are accusing yeah, them... Yeah, okay, done. So they were saying that the data is stolen, but that they... 
In one of the reports, Dan purports to show that in the past year, Title has lowered payments to labels from 62.5% to 55% without renegotiating terms. The company has, since launching, billed itself as the streaming platform that pays the most to creators. Uh, but the newspaper says that 55% payout puts Title on equal footing with Spotify and Apple Music's terms. So, Yeah, so basically they were kind of... They were... Fluffing up numbers for Beyonce and Kanye West. Kanye West, and they were getting unfairly more money. Allegedly. Allegedly. But they did have a third party. As well as Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, Daft Punk, Jack White, Arcade Fire, and others. Basically all those people that you saw signing that really big contract in that one weird video. Yeah. They get all the more money, even though they didn't deserve it. Yeah. It's not cool, title. Oh, wait, wait. No, hold on. So, go up for a second. So, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, Daft Punk, Jack White, Arcade Fire, and others, those are people who... Bought a 33% stake in the Yeah, they bought a stake in it. No, Sprint has the 33% stake. Oh, sorry. Might be. Um... So, they're saying it's a smear... Title saying it's a smear campaign uh, from a publication, blah, 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 blah. But the the publication hired a third-party firm to confirm what they were saying. So... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Because the thing is, is that it's so easy to, like, fake plays and listens and, like, win money. Well, I know that a lot of uh, music companies, or whatever the word is, they were doing that on YouTube. They were putting labels. Labels. They were putting fake views on a lot of their uh, songs and stuff. Yeah. And then YouTube pretty much deleted, like, a few billion views worth of views yeah. with, from like multiple different labels and songs and artists a few years ago because they were like stop yeah <laughs> don't do that anymore uh yeah so that's interesting so uh streaming overall is not very helpful to artists even though it is helpful to the consumer so that kind of sucks yeah so i mean and like we've talked about this on the podcast before but um, Gavin Dunn, who is Miracle of Sound, has previously talked about people like asked him, they were like, Hey, like, you know, how much does streaming your albums like actually help you? And he was like, Ah, you'd have to stream a song like thousands of times for me to get paid like the same amount as if you just bought it. Mm-hmm. You know? So like just to be aware, like in in order for artists to make money nowadays they barely make money off of music sales or streams. They have to tour more than ever, and, like, it's painful. Yeah, so, you know, I listen to a lot of Miracle of Sounds music, so I usually just, I support him on Patreon, and that, like, that makes me feel like, okay, because it's like, I mean, we have a Patreon, so it's like, I know what portion of money he is getting, That you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I feel like with streaming and even, like, with like, album sales are good because that's still direct money, but also you're still going through... Basically what I'm saying is is that, like, the only way for you to be, like, really sure that somebody is getting your money is to just give them your money. Yeah. For large artists, it's obviously not, like... I would as, say buy and, merch. Like, if you can't afford and you can only afford streaming... Like, there's other ways you can be supportive, like making fan art or, you know, saying, hey guys, listen to this, just in in your own way, because I understand not everybody has enough money. Yeah, for sure. Like, it makes, I get it. Yeah. Uh, But Well, and it's like, it would be impossible for you to support directly every single person that you like. That you like. But if you like, you know, a t-shirt or something, that helps, or whatever, I always figured that the way it works is, like, if people can't afford to, like, let's say, buy Mass Effect, and they pirate it, and I'm like, all right, like, not 100% cool, but if you did it, it's over now, but, and, but, but one day you like it so much that you're willing to drop 20 bucks on a Mass Effect t-shirt from Bioware, you know what, that's more than they would have gotten, but that's just how I see it, I'm not saying, like, it's totally cool to pirate, but... Some people just do what they gotta do. Yeah, I feel like for me, if you are the, if you really like can't afford to like even buy merch or anything, tell your friends about the cool people that you like. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you if you're like, oh, I can only afford like Spotify, I can't afford to like support people on Patreon or like do all this other stuff. Like, 
tell your friends about like the the cool music that you like or mm-hmm. like introduce your friends to your favorite YouTuber or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff can still really help because you know, people obviously like getting recommendations from their friends mm-hmm. and like I don't know. I and and also it just Strange came out and I forced everybody I knew to buy it. Yeah, force them. <laughs> well, and I feel like it also just like if you if you genuinely genuinely enjoy the work that they do, sometimes people feel like, oh, like but just like telling my friends that's not like enough, but it it does help, I think. I think the most powerful form of marketing is word of mouth. That's my opinion. Yeah. That's the most powerful cuz I mean, you could show someone a commercial and they could either care or not care, but Word of mouth is But if I come to you and I say, hey, I just tried this, like, super awesome, like, makeup product, like, you should totally like, try yeah. it. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, okay, I believe you because I believe you. Yeah. Or, like, last night when I was like, Stacy, have you ever seen Imposter? Oh, yeah. And well, you were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then we watched uh, Evil Genius, mm-hmm. which I recommend, but... Uh, trigger it's, warning, it's really disturbing. Yeah, so, it's disturbing. And they show someone, like, dying, on, like a real person dying. It's they, not I, a reenactment. It's it not is, a reenactment. Yeah. Like, this is the real footage. And, like, I think they try their best to be respectful and, like, show that this person was a human being and, like, being like, this is something that horrible that happened to a, a person and, like... But it's still really... But it's still, you know, like, if, if you're you, the type of person who's going to be upset by something like that, it's... Every time it, go, it goes on screen, I just put my hands up <laughs> and, like, don't look. Yeah. It's a lot for me, but um, I think they did a good job being, like, hey, like, interviewing his siblings, being like, this was really Well, because it's us. like they show you, they show you that... They sh- it's they like show the fir- it to you right the fir- away. The first episode, like, goes over, like, what happens to this person and, like, kind of, like, the setup for, like, what's going to happen. And then over the next few episodes, they basically go into, like, here's exactly why it is, like, so messed up. Like, obviously in the first episode, you're like, whoa, that's messed up. But then it's, like... It, this goes, is, it brings reality to it. This is just, like, how messed up this whole plan was. And this was, like, a real thing that happened back in, like, 2003, um, it's about basically about like a bank heist. I think the the documentary really made, gave it justice in terms of like, if somebody just told me that what happened, I'd be like, wow, that's messed up. But I like really understood that this person like really suffered, and I'm not like getting enjoyment. I'm being like, okay, I I know this happened to you. It made me really sad, and you know, like I don't normally get sad from watching like fucked up shit, but yeah, because it really happened, and this yeah. person like really like they went through something and it really sucks that like you haven't watched the last episode but it does get resolved in some way so mm-hmm. don't worry uh all right so what do we got next pokemon dev shares designs that didn't make it into original game inspires fan art oh it's patricia hey okay patricia is. Uh, so so we got some stuff let me uh load it up <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Crocky! Okay, so anybody who's listening to this isn't going to be able to see it, but, like, so there's an article on Kotaku that shares some of uh, Pokemon designs that didn't make it into the original games, and so a bunch of people did fan art. So you've got this one that looks kind of like a lizard with, like, a bunch of fur coming off of its face. He looks oh like my God, a mad scientist. Kind of, I was just going to say, he looks like the scientist from Back to the Future. Back to the Future, if Back to the Future Crocodile. Back to the Future Crocodile. So let's describe these. And then we also have... He's really cute. I kind of want to... And then we also have... A, a shark with a knife on its forehead. A shark with, yeah, like, it's kind of like a knife helmet on its nose. I kind of like it. Some of these are pretty good. Um, oh, oh, here's back the, to Crocky. Yep. Water type. And oh. then this is a... Uh, angry cactus. Angry ball sack. <laughs> it looks like an angry ball sack. It looks like an angry ball sack. <laughs> I think it's like, you know those cactuses that kind of like go into... Uh, what are they called? They basically... There's a cactus with needles in it, and if it hits you, like, it's not just a needle. You die. No, they, nope, you die. It puts roots into your body and sucks the the liquid out of your body and starts growing out of you. And then what's it called? It's like chulos or something. Um, water. What's it called? Uh, no. <sighs> Shit. Uh, what's it called? Cactus. 
Uh, All right. Do, do, why don't we uh, we'll come back table, to it, but it's table super this cool. for now? Yeah, it's super cool. All right, um, so here's more of the same guy. People are really into this. Oh, damn, look oh, at that. Oh, look at that. That's like a futuristic-looking deer. So it's future deer. Oh, my God. It's kind of like a deer, but with like a bunch of like bones sticking out of it. Yeah, like if a deer had an exoskeleton. Oh, my God. It's like a deer crossed with that animal from Pitch Black. Do you, haven't you ever seen Pitch Black? With, oh, with yeah. Vin, with Vin Diesel. And they're, they're, they're like... It looks like a deer crossed with a Hondoom. Uh, yeah. That's it. Chris, yeah, so some cool shit. Mm -hmm. I like being able to see it. Let's see if we can zoom in. Those are just regular, I think. Nope, like, there's one right there. Deep yeah. Deep. Oh, that was pretty cool. I like that. It was fun. All right. Uh, new UK newsstands will sell porn passes to verify ages under new law. What I want okay. to know is why newsstands are still selling, selling porn. porn. <laughs> Here's my question. Who the fuck buys porn at a newsstand? Anybody who's over 50. So I don't even know why porn passes need to exist. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, even if... I mean, like, I know... Oh, which include... Okay, last year, Britain approved the Digital Economy Act of 2000, which includes strict new rules regarding access to pornographic websites. Mm. So I guess now... Regulators... No, regulators have suggested that users will be able to purchase a porn pass from local newsstands to verify their age. The law will require websites to verify users' ages or face stiff penalties. Those who don't comply will risk being blocked... However, oh. the implementation of those rules have been delayed to give the British Board of Film Classification more time to draft its guidelines once it does those new guidelines. So this is... So a, you have to publicly humiliate yourself by buying a porn pass so this from is, a thing to, to look at porn on the internet? This is a suggestion. This isn't like an actual... Still, thing. though. They haven't done this yet. So... But they're suggesting that they would sell a pass with, like, a 16-digit code, and it would require, like, a driver's license or passport to verify the buyer's age. So that Imagine way, the black market of porn passes <laughs> in England. Because you know those kids want in. Here's the thing. It's like, what... What do they think this is, like... I don't know. If people, if people can already get fake IDs, like, what the fuck? I mean, okay, so I know that the whole, like, if people can circumvent the law, you should still have the law. I know, I know. But, like... You can't get in the way between a teenage boy and movies. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. It's a global king shame. Um, I don't, like, I guess, I don't know... Seems like a lot of work for something that's not going to do a lot. Yeah, I I just can't imagine. What's going on in England that, that's making them freak out about porn so much? Oh, did you... They were... Um, at one point when they were talking about, like, these whole... These rules and everything, they were getting really upset about, um, like, BDSM porn and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a tough call, because if you're younger, you don't really understand what that is, mm -hmm. and nobody can so, explain it to you. So, I do want to be clear that, like, when th there has been research that shows that when people who are very young see porn without, like, proper context given to, like, consent and, like, what is uh, realistic sex, that that can kind of be damaging to people's perceptions of what sex is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying that, like, definitely not, like, all porn is bad or anything, but just that, like, when people are very young and they're exposed to stuff, like, maybe they're viewing it, like, in secret and they don't really understand, like, oh, these are, like, actors and this is, like, not what happens in, like, a real-life situation, like, especially if it's, like, violent porn that maybe doesn't make it clear that, like, this is not something that you would do in a real-life situation, you know, without, like, proper consent and safe words and everything. Yeah. I know that in England their sex ed for public school is a lot better than ours. I went to a private school, so we had sex ed three times. But um, I know that in public schools, they just, I don't even, they apparently don't teach you anything. So, in well, in the U.S., it really depends on where you live. There's uh, some states where it's, you cannot teach sex ed at all, and they teach, or they teach abstinence education, yeah, which is basically where, where they the just, where they just tell you, like, you're going to go to hell if you have sex, and then everyone's like, I don't believe you, 
And then... <laughs> and they just tell you lies and shit. Yeah. Well, and, like, see, the shame is, is that, like, people always think that, like, sex ed is just about, like, teaching people how to have safe sex, but it's also, like, protecting people from STIs and, like, you know, preventing unwanted pregnancies, which you would think that people would, like, want that. No, you know? they're be- it's because they're too wrapped up in, <clears throat> like, the Bible and shit. It's like, okay, I... Doesn't I just make don't sense because like, they're setting it up so that the only access that these kids have to sexual education is porn. And yeah. that's like worse. It is worse. <laughs> because I I appreciate my schools because we had sex ed in fifth grade, seventh grade, yeah. and freshman year. In fifth grade they were just explain fifth grade was just like we we yeah. divide we they just explained like your body one oh one. Seventh yeah. grade was like, This is what rape is, don't do it. And then freshman year was, like... This is how to use all condoms and, like, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, they basically, yeah. seventh grade, they were, like, explain to us what rape was. That mm. was the overall idea. And just, like, consent and shit. And then freshman year was, like, like the how STD proteins combined. Yeah, like, well, so I... Because, like, in... We had our first... Um, our first session in, like, fourth grade, and that was where they basically, like, divided you up, mm-hmm. and they were, like, you know, to one group, they're, like, this is how penises and balls work, and then the other group, they were, like, you're gonna get your period, it's gonna be awful. I remember in fifth grade, a lot of the questions were, is he gonna pee in me if we have sex? Wow. <laughs> and I know my friend who went to public school, she said, like, you know, I had male and female friends who went to a public school nearby me, they were, like, yeah, they told the girls how to attack a man's genitals in case they attack you, and they told the guys, like, how to put a condom on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a world we live in. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Like, I get it, but maybe, like, teach the guys what consent is to also. Yeah. So, I went I went to public school, but I also, like, went, I lived in an area that was, like, pretty forward-thinking in terms of a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there are some states where like you can't teach kids any of that stuff, which is a real shame because I feel like, I mean, even, even if you still want to be like, Hey, like, please don't have sex. Like, you know that they're going to do it anyway. So please just teach them how to be safe. There's like people in the United States that I like casually talk to who are like in their early twenties and there's just like the, the amount of minimal stuff that they know about like actual human bodies is like oh so I'm sure surprising. you I'm sure you've heard about like things that lawmakers will like have said about like the female whole female body has a way of just shutting it all down. Oh I was like God. you're an idiot. You're so stupid. So we are specifically referring to an instance where uh, they, I think they were trying to they were trying to pass legislation on like not allowing uh, abortion for rape victims. Yeah. So and this politician famously claimed that. If a woman is raped and the person ejaculates in them, that the female body will actually reject it because it is a natural defense mechanism to, like, what? The fuck are you talking about? So everyone, of course, made fun of him because that is not true at all and that is ridiculous. (laughs) But, and like, whatever your views are on, like, abortion, it's ridiculous to suggest that, like, the, the body just naturally, like, will shut it down. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. So, anyways, what do we got next? So dumb. Okay, so here is a complicated mm. issue. Bell's inconsistent rules on sexy Steam games continue to baffle devs, and I know that they, they banned Honey Pop. Oh. But they also said that, like, it was a mistake, and they're reviewing it, but we haven't had the chance to see what's going on yet. I don't, I think Honey Pop is gross. I played the whole game, and some of it's, like, ew, but, like, yeah. not, but I wouldn't say it should be banned from Steam. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Where, like, one of them is, well, like, a cat girl, and she, like, acts childish, like, in a childlike way, and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, eh. yeah, I mean, like, there's a difference to me between, like, me looking at a game and thinking... This is gross and, and like wrong. And well, there's like I there's plenty of games that I look at and I'm like, oh, like I don't really like the implications of this, but I still wouldn't ban it. Yeah, you know, I want to criticize it and bring to light like my 
objections, but I don't think I want something to just be banned. You know yeah. what I mean? Kind of like when Hatred came out and everyone was I like... I was just going to mention Hatred, yeah. I was like, you know, that game speaks for itself because it sucks. Like, I don't want it to be banned. I just want to be like, this game's stupid. Yeah. Like, I, I played Honey Pop all the way through. I thought it was fun, but there definitely were some issues with it that I would be like, that's fucking gross. Like, really creepy. Yeah. And weird. But, um... It seems as if Steam games, they, they're say, Steam is saying that PayPal has a strict no, no porn mm-hmm. rule for them. They do. And uh, they're saying that's why. And some people are like, I don't know if that's entirely true or whatever. Well, Steam might also just be trying to kind of like cover their ass because... Just, yeah, they're just like, they don't want to well, be listen, the weird creepy Listen, thing. like, they're, I mean, like, they're a business, and if it's easier for them to just, like, put, a, put out a blanket statement and be like, you can't do this so that they don't have any issues with PayPal, like, whether or not PayPal would actually have issues with these specific games, Steam might just want, like, an easy answer, like, nope, this is not allowed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than, like... It's been you know? hard because, you know, the Witcher Witcher series has some, like, hardcore set, like, straight up, like, that's porn shit yeah. in it. Like, the Witcher 2, I remember, Bush in the first scene, mm-hmm. close up on that redhead lady's bush. And, like, that's, like, allowed because they're, like, it's the Witcher. Like, we're going to allow yeah. it. Like, you can't, because it's really popular. But at the same time, like, they're going to ban Honey Pop and... You know, I understand that they're two completely different contexts, but I, and, like, it's gross, and I get it, but, like, should it be banned? Yeah, When, I when mean, The Witcher is allowed, just because The Witcher sells a lot? I don't think it's just because The Witcher sells a lot. I also think it's because, like, the context of, like... <sighs> yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. The, but the thing is, like, how do you define context? Exactly. Well, that's why it's so tough. It's, like, when you have a sex scene in, like, say, a movie mm-hmm. versus in a porn, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, even if they're showing, like, pretty much the same thing, like, maybe some, like, boobs and, like, a butt, even if they're showing the same thing, like, people are automatically usually going to think the, the, the movie production is, like, quote-unquote classier just because of the way, like, it's framed. I know, you know? that, like, I don't, ab- I don't agree with everything your movie sex says, by the way, but, like, one thing he brought up was that, like, um, a, a film that he watched had, like, a gay sex scene in it that was just pretty much, like, standard sex. But yeah. But it got, like, some, like, crazy rating on yeah. it. Yeah. And he was like, why is this giving given some, like, outlandish when, rating? When, when you can have sex scenes in other movies that are, like, PG-13. Yeah, like, basically, it was a PG-13 level sex scene. Yeah. And, like, for some reason, because it was two dudes, it was... Fuck off. Um... You got your headphones plugged in, but it's playing through the speakers. I don't know, man. I don't... Just... My life... Just... Whatever. But, like, it's... It's hard. It's a difficult con- thing, because Kindred Spirits, I think, is about uh, two girls who are falling in love, and it has explicit sex scenes in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think most people would say, like, that should be allowed. Well, you kind know? of like uh, cute demon crashers. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's, like, pretty explicit, but, like, I... Feel like they do it in a really respectful way, and like, I mean, and, but who's to say like what's respectful and not respectful? You know? I know because to us we're like, yeah, that's respectful, but like to some creep on the internet, they're like, no way, I want to see close up of the inside of her butthole. That's respectful. I respect women. Yeah, like, I mean, we're, objectively they're wrong, but subjectively are they wrong? <laughs> yeah. So and then there was also there was also uh, they're talking about Lady Killer in a bind here too. Mm. Yeah, which we didn't like because we felt that, like, I know a lot of people were like, oh, they use really good... Uh, I felt really weird about the consent issues in that game. and like, I, yeah, I was like... I felt... Remember, I made us stop playing it because I was like, I cannot, like, I cannot feel good about this because, like, it, at least in the route... It was very strange to me because I felt as if everybody else was saying that they did such a good job with consent, but I was like, it's all based on a lie, so it's not consent. You're, the whole route that we're in is deceiving someone to think that we're someone else in order to sleep with them. And I was like, this feels wrong. Even if... Like, it has it, nothing it just... to do with the gender swap. It's the fact that the one twin was pretending to be the other twin. Yeah. 
And, and like it, and it has nothing to do with the gender. It has to do with the fact that you're pretending to be a different person. Yeah, and well, in 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 our specific route, you puts you specifically target someone who has a crush on your twin, so that they will like do things do for things you. for you, because you're pretending to be somebody else. Not just like the gender, but like you are literally pretending to be a different person. And you're pretending to specifically be a person that, that they are already, they in, are love already in love with, which is really messed up because it's not like you're just pretending to be like, oh, like I'm pretending I have a different name, you know, like just a random person. No, you're, you're pretending to be an actual like human, other person. Other person. And it was like really weird to me. So it's like the gender swapping thing, like that's fine. Like who cares? But like you're, you're being like they were pretending to be their brother who was already somebody in these people's lives. Mm -hmm. And who already had relationships with these people mm -hmm. and, like, was friends with some of them. And, like, you're deceiving them all into thinking that that's you. And I don't know. That was just, like, really, like, I don't really, know. It I don't, was, like, because in a lot of countries, that's actually defined as rape. And I don't know, like, where the game ended up going with it from there because I just could not, like... And good, because, like, the route that we were going down, I was like, wow, this is, like, really, like, leading towards, like, stuff, and I just feel very strange about it. But anyways, we don't know what's going to happen with this Steam stuff. Um, obviously, there may be changes. Um, uh... While some games hit by this wave are arguably more sexual than others, Kindred Spirit's sexual content is very limited. Rather than a game about having sex, it's an exploration of female sexuality with some uncensored breasts after many hours of gameplay. And on the other hand, we have Honey Pot, which is made by Honey Pop. Honey Pot, I like wanted to play, but then I heard the premise, and I was like, so you're basically a pimp. Yeah. And, like, I was, like, they were, like, people were, like, well, you can make it so, like, they have really good... So, I was, like, yeah, so you're a nice pimp. And I'm, like, okay, if if I wanted to play a game about cam girls who sometimes go out and do personal uh, interactions with their fans, I would want to play as the cam girls. Well, because you, then you have, like, your own agency. Because this a, person is basically the quote-unquote manager and tells the, all the cam girls what to do. Oh. And I'm like, no, man, I don't want to do that. Well, and here's the thing. Like, like I want to see boobies, but I don't want to see exploited boobies. Well, I mean, it's like, I feel like if you listen to our, if you've heard our videos or podcasts before, you probably know that, like, we we have nothing against sex work. Yeah, as sex long as, work is cool and everything, as long as, as, long as, as no as people, one's being... As long as people aren't being exploited or hurt, you know? So the premise of Honey Pot, which, again, I mean, like, I think it's gross, but should it be banned? I don't know. Like, I don't have the answer to that. Um, well, I mean, I think that... I cannot think of other games that do similar things, like, off the top of my head, but I know that they probably exist. Mm -hmm. Like, what about all, like, you know, the prostitutes that you kill in, like, GTA and stuff? I yeah. know, like, where where do you... Where do you draw the line? Yeah, you know? where do you tough. What do you say? Yeah. And because if you're also going to draw distinctions at, like, sexual content... Like, should you be drawing distinctions at violent content? Because to some people... Violence is worse than sex. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I'm not saying that we have any answers, but it's like, when it comes to issues like, oh, it's Gita Jackson. You're picking, like, articles our, our, from all the people we know. Yeah, all the people we like. Um, but yeah, so, when it comes to things like depictions of violence and sex and, like, who that's okay for and stuff, like... That's uh, it can all be very subjective. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah, this was cool. I saw this. Microsoft announces new controller for gamers with disabilities. So I wonder, like, I don't have any physical disabilities. So I wonder if this is like, like how how like. So if you're listening, I, basically it's two really big touchpads. Well, I think that there's the, some other equipment down here too. Okay, so, so, like, it depends on, I think that the idea is that you can kind of, depending on... What your needs are. What your specific needs are, and, like, because for some people, um, it can be hard to um, have, like, precise hand movements, mm -hmm. you know, and for other people, it's hard to, like, hold something, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, so it has a lot of different um, options and settings. There's two giant 
big round uh, touch pads that you can use as uh, the joysticks or uh, I think you could customize See, it. There's, so, some so, there's some peripherals with giant buttons. So it basically features a large white base unit which has a few buttons and large pads on it but on the back of the controller it has room for I was reading that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Um, I thought you were right, just describing. No, right here, okay. which has room for an extra joystick and other button inputs. So you, if you need, rather than holding a controller, you could have separate things for each of the buttons. Mm -hmm. So I like that they have some options for really big buttons because yeah. I'm sure. And then it also seems that they have something that I've seen other people who are paralyzed like have. for your mouth, for their forehead, oh, where they can move their head yeah. to do certain things. Uh, yeah, this looks uh, really, like, helpful. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just really cool that, you know, I, I know that they put a lot of time into making this, because I remember seeing a tweet going around about it. Um, I think it's really great when they can make things for people that are more accessible, because I know that it's not, like, you know... They're opening themselves up to a demographic that loves video games, because a lot of people... I'm not speaking for all disabled people or anything, but, you know, that's something you can do without having to, like, yeah. move a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. It, it, it just opens up your options. And the controller will cost $100. So, um, if you want to learn more about that, I would suggest looking it up because they are going to be releasing it. It so. actually looks really nice, too. Yeah. I, I just really like that they make it so customizable so that if some, like, whatever somebody has they can, going uh, on, they can make it work for them. I you really know? like the big buttons. Mm -hmm. Like, the really big buttons that you can plug into it. That seems like it could be helpful. Let's get a lot of stuff in here. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is, but it looks cool. Oh, you might be able to, like, put things on your fingers, too. Yeah. All right, so... Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts 3! Date to be revealed either at E3 or Kingdom Hearts 3 Orchestra Tour, so that's what? like next month. Yeah. Um, I looked at some footage, and uh, basically that's what's happening, and here wait, is... Oh, wait, What? Oh, I mean, I was just going to read a little bit of it, because for anyone who's just listening to this, they're not going to know what any of that said. I didn't, didn't want to give away too much, because there's some oh. spoilers in okay. there. And so here is some... I won't play it, because I don't want to get in trouble. By Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, of them in Toy Story, so there's like some, here's Goofy and Sora, they're kind of put into a kind of Lego look. Wow. They're kind of, to make them toyify, because you know how... What is this from? This is Kingdom Hearts 3 gameplay. Oh. So, usually, I know that you like didn't fully play the other Kingdom Hearts games, but basically whatever world they go into, their bodies kind of morph into mm -hmm. something that fits that world. So they're going to be in Toy Story World now? They're going to be in Toy Story World. They're going to be in some other worlds. I think they saw, I saw Wreck-It Ralph. Oh my god. Yeah, so that's really nice. Amaz but amazing. Yeah, see, here's Ralph right there. Mm -hmm. So I think he might be a summon of some sort. But look how uh, Sora's kind of toyified with like little joints. The yeah. little toy joints at his things. And Buzz Lightyear, here's some, yeah, and here's Goofy and Donald um. in their toyified versions. And I'm just excited about that. Mm. I get, like, vaguely upset when they incorporate properties that I'm not, that, like, happened after I grew up. And I'm like, no, stop it! <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, it's, they're like, oh, this isn't for you. No, no it's for me! Wait, Toy Story happened after you grew up? No, but there were some other ones. But you gotta like, Mike. No, there's like a this, this oh. thing absorbs it. Don't worry. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. It looks pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And guess what time it is? It's time to be sponsored. Oh yeah. So um, today's podcast is sponsored by Shirt Punch. So Shirt Punch has here. Go to the website so you can see it. So shirtpunch.com. They have a variety of like kind of like nerdy shirts. They actually change out their shirts a lot. If you go down, they actually have. It's frozen. Just give it a sec. Um, they have a bunch of just reload it maybe. Stop. Um, they have a bunch of like, uh, rough and paw and Griffin dog like, uh, Harry Potter t-shirts with dogs. They have an Agratsuko t-shirt that glows in the dark with her making like a metal face. 
Um, they had one with Gem and the Holograms and Death, and those are two things I like. Yeah, so they basically they have a bunch of like really cool art T-shirts, and then they also have like daily shirts that'll be like ten bucks, and those switch out every day. So does the okay? So when the lights go turn off, a different face shows up. Yeah, that's so, cool. Oh, by the way, if you guys haven't watched Edgar Suko, it's really it's great. It's really good. It's really great. It's especially if you work an office job, I feel like you would really enjoy it. So uh, you can use the code POD10 here. If you go up to the top, oh POD. So if you use the code POD10, I think it's 10% for 10% off to check out. Um, here, go back to the... Uh, it's this. Oh, here we go. Yep. So you can see up at the top, they have like a little timer up mm -hmm. at the top. No, nope, all the way up. Oh. They have a timer for the daily deals. So mm -hmm. like these will be like the deal t-shirts. Just to really stress you out. Yeah. But I like this Misfits one. Yes. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. So and it's ten bucks. I what? know. Yeah, ten bucks. Usually, like when they're selling, they're like forty bucks, and you're like, yeah, forty oh. bucks. You have to buy it today. No, their daily deal T-shirts are all ten dollars. Ooh, I like how they did the Infinity Infinity Tour 2018. Yeah, it's like Iron Man, Spider Man, but and they so, put them in. So like, they all did them in like metal band fonts. So they yeah. have like Black Panther, Thor, and the Loki, <laughs> Hulk, Thanos, Scarlet Witch, Steve Rogers. Black Widow, Guardians of the Galaxy. That actually does look really cool. I and then they have the Winter... Okay, then they have Winter Festival, which has all the names The Lannisters. And Stark. Of course, these are all going to be off unless we release this podcast today. Dead Breath. Well, I'm just saying, we're, like, these are some cool shit. There's, yeah. like, cool shit that happening. And then you have, like, all of the... Like, oh, my God. Jean-Luc Jean Picardio, the next generation of fitness... Which is Worf in the background <laughs> and Jordy. <laughs> yeah, so they have some pretty cute stuff. Riff and they're and like pop. and they're like ten or twenty bucks for the shirts. So slobbering. Yep. <laughs> and so if you if you guys want to check them out, you can enter code POD ten for ten percent off. So thank you to Shirt Punch for sponsoring our podcast. Hold on, I wanna look at their other stuff. I'm old gray <laughs> Wow, a lot of their stuff is like like not a million dollars. Yeah. These are all shirts I can afford. Did you see Heck Boy? Heck Boy. <laughs> so, um, was there anything else that you wanted to, I feel like, was there other stuff that we wanted to talk about today? I don't think so. Um, oh, we, so just, um, hold on, I did want to touch on this a little bit. So just, uh, I mean, obviously we, I know that we talked about this before, um, but... Uh, I've what are still, we talking about? What's so serious happening? No, I was just going to let them know that I'm like still dealing with some personal stuff. Oh, oh, okay. So, like, um, I really appreciate, you know, a lot of people have, like, sent me supportive messages and everything, and I really support... Take a picture and go back in time! Yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry. Stacy got distracted by the Life is Strange t-shirt. Go ahead. Yeah, this looks really cool. Oh, my guys, I got something really serious. Whoa, look at that shirt! Okay, so, okay. <laughs> Yep, getting distracted by shirt punch. Um, but, you know, I'm still dealing with some stuff. It's like... It's personal shit. It's personal shit, and I can't really talk about it. Um, but I really appreciate everyone's support. And I feel really... Like, I'm trying, like, to just take care of myself and, like, not feel shitty about the fact that, like, we haven't done our, um, like... I, you know, I still really want to do the, the game roast video, and that's something that, like, you know, we just weren't able to get that done before I went to Japan. I'm hoping that the Japan trip will be just kind of, like, a good reset for me and, like, take away some of the stress um, because, you know, I had a bunch of, like, personal shit happen, and then I've been trying to, like, get all, like, this work and channel stuff done before I leave, and it's been really stressful, and so I just, I really appreciate um, everyone's patience as we uh, continue to work on that, and obviously, like, your support means a lot to me. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's just been really shitty. Uh, it's been tough. It's been really tough. Um, so, but it, you know, it's it's not just like, you know, it's a specific thing situation so it's like it's just gonna be it's just time you know for it to go away sometimes it's like time is the only thing that's gonna fix it so 
Anyways, um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we sign off? Um, no, I just, I'm, I'm actually, like, really into these shirts. I know. <laughs> I know. Aren't they pretty cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, if you want to keep in touch with us, um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at Geek Remix a lot. Um, and... You know, again, thank you for all like the nice messages people have sent me on there. It really means a lot. Um, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekremix. Um, that is a huge help to us since YouTube is just, who knows what the fuck is going on with that. If you want to do a one-time, like, a dollar or whatever, there's a PayPal link in the YouTube descriptions. Yes. Um, for those of you who would rather do like a one-time donation, that still helps. Um, and then where can they find you? At Geek Remix on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. So, all right, I think that'll about do it for us today, but, um, we probably, we're not going to get another podcast out before I leave for Japan, so the next one of these will probably be in mid-June. Uh, we did finish up God of War, so those videos will be coming out, and we'll ha hopefully have a few Try other things. Try and record a bunch in Japan, and we can make a, 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 a vlog video. I mean, I can try. Just bloop on your phone. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Say bye, AJ. Say bye. <laughs>